listening to Tales of the Forsaken, a live play fake court game by Noble Jester Productions. But the usurper rose, her power terrible to behold. She stole the flame, enslaved the bodies, and twisted the minds of the true children. So, Verboden, you are sitting in a cave with Roland and the Dragonkin. You've been sitting at the mouth of the cave, having a conversation with Roland and Moont. Is there anything that you specifically wanted to say or do before I move things along? I don't think so. With my conversations with Moont and, and Roland, I feel, feel pretty good about where things are. Okay, so you sit there and have a little bit of just conversation with Roland and Moont. But eventually the conversation dies down and you all sit there kind of in the silence of your own thoughts for a while until everybody starts to bed down and the night passes just fine. In the morning, everybody continues on traveling through the forest and we're just going to kind of skip forward a couple of days. Uh, Roland has been traveling along with you and you've been continuing to see these marked that have been chasing you through the forest but it's been about a day now since you've seen them so hopefully you've left them behind but eventually you begin to reach the edge of the forest you see the trees clearing out and you reach the top of a hill that slopes down from you the trees have kind of cleared out in front of you and you can just see this grass hill that is sloping down from you but in the distance you can see desert the forest has ended and you can see the grass on this hill is just sloping down away from you but then it's as though the greenery just dies anything green and growing just seems to end here at the desert and you realize that you have reached the beginning of the infamous eyeless wastes so then with what Verboden has been used to with the frontier, this definitely looks like a stark difference compared to the rest of the frontier. Yeah, definitely. The new frontier is mostly grassland, some trees, a lot of rock and sand, and normal desert. But this has a distinct lack of life. You can see that it is just rock and sand, nothing growing whatsoever. Okay, so two, two questions related to that. First would be, do I have any memories of past lives revolving around this area? And second, would I maybe just have like a general knowledge from since having my memories before of like kind of knowing anything more about this, this place? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have you roll. Let's do a lore check. It's going to be a bit of a mixture of memories and potentially things that you may have heard. And that's a... Oh, yeah, I think that's a good skill. That is a five. Nice, okay. Yeah, so you have been in and around the eyeless wastes in some of your previous cycles, mostly related to chasing someone or being chased into the wastes. You've probably at some point fought in the wastes, things like that, but you've never actually encountered the dangers of the wastes because you've always had supplies or a horse or whatever to be able to avoid it. You have heard some of the rumors and things about the eyeless wastes. It's supposed to be a place that is pretty dangerous, not just because it's a desert, but it's rumored to be a place that is actually more physically draining than normal to be in the wastes. You much more quickly run dry of fluids and food. You grow tired more quickly than normal when traveling and those sorts of things. 
There's also rumors of large monsters that make the eyeless wastes their home. Got it. So making this trip on foot is probably going to make him a little nervous. I think you would be fairly confident that if you are going to, on foot, travel through the eyeless wastes, you would be walking, maybe not to your death, but at least to the dragonkin's deaths. You could transform and fly out, but they don't have that ability. So, you know, just traveling into the eyeless wastes with no plan is going to be very dangerous. So as you are standing there, Roland looks out over the wastes and he says, Well now, that is not a pleasant sight. Welcome to the eyeless wastes. Yeah, um, not sure what the plan is here. If you know of getting us to uh, this next contact, if you think this is even a good idea, there might be a way to skirt this. Well, you would have to travel pretty far north to completely avoid the wastes. I wouldn't suggest traveling through them in your current condition, though. I think it's probably best to wait here for your contact. And uh, Munt steps up and says, Yes, I think that we are supposed to wait here, and hopefully our contact will find us. It has been a longer and slower path than we were supposed to have taken, but we were supposed to meet yesterday, and hopefully they are still around. Okay, did you have any way to, to send them a message or a sign that you're here? We don't. The members of the Scaled Path treat their own security and safety as very important. Hopefully they are watching and know that we are here. Roland nods and says, Well, like I said, it's been a while since I've done this part of the job. That is generally how this works. The group arrives here at the edge of the forest and waits for their contact to come and find them. I would imagine that since the railroad has been built, it's probably easier, since most people would naturally follow the railroad. I'd say we wait here until they find us. Alright, well, sounds good. I guess we can maybe set up here just a little bit back, closer to the tree line. Uh, It has been a day, at least, since we've had any of that marked activity, but might be good to be on the safe side. As it so often happens in stories, as you say that, you suddenly begin to hear the booms of these marked traveling extremely fast through the sky. Everybody looks behind you with alarm above the forest and see these streaks of light as you see the marked Yendra arriving over the canopy and angling in your direction. Oh boy, I'm gonna yell to all the dragon kin, get back into the trees! There are screams and shouts from the dragon kin, and they start to scramble toward the trees. Roland looks up, standing still, and then he looks over at you, and he says, This isn't a battle these folks can win. You're gonna have to lead them. I've got this. And then suddenly he transforms. And not like a transformation like you turning into a dragon. His skin, which always has kind of a golden glow, explodes into radiant light. Massive angelic wings grow out of his back. His hat goes flying as he shoots up into the air. He draws his pistol as he flies up, firing in the direction of the marked. He empties his pistol in their direction, and then he jets off at an angle back toward the forest. So all of these marked shift in their direction and start to follow Roland. 
Okay, uh, so seeing that, I would yell back at Edmund and, wait, we gotta go the other way. Uh, come on, everybody hurry. I'll start directing everybody and we're gonna head out in the eyeless waste. Okay, yeah, they follow you. Are you running or? Yeah, we would be running, so um, I would try to get them going first. Um, if I see anybody lagging behind, I would try to like grab them, pick them up, do what I have to do to like just keep everybody moving. But I'm gonna take up the rear. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, there are children in the group. Drawer usually picks up the child that has the same charcoal-colored scales that he has. But there's another child there you can pick up that has the same blue scales as its parents. So yeah, your group sprints into the desert. And as you're running, it takes a couple of minutes of running into this desert before you can begin to feel that sapping effect taking hold of you. Your legs start to feel heavy. Your heart begins to pound harder. It is more and more difficult to draw breath through your lungs, and you are already beginning to just feel exhausted. The whole group is slowing down and already beginning to look tired as you are running into the desert. Okay, yeah, as this is happening, um, I'll slow a bit and then look back. Can I see or hear any of the marked at this point? You can kind of see them trailing off into the distance. There are still some booms of sound across the desert as they are chasing Roland. You can also hear some gunfire as well as that chase is happening. It appears that Roland has been able to distract them. You don't think any of them have seen your group as you head the other direction. Okay, well that's a good sign. So uh, with that then, um, start slowing everybody down and kind of check in with Moont. And, uh, Moont, this is definitely not ideal. Um, are you familiar with where we are at all? No, unfortunately I'm not. This is not a place where we want to spend any sort of uh, extended time here. This is a dangerous place to be on foot. I don't know if we want to keep going. I- I'm concerned with these uh, marked coming back to where when they first engaged Roland there um, and finding us if we go back. Also, I'm not sure if we should keep going out into the, the wastes here. He is listening to what you're saying, and then he kind of stops and he closes his eyes for a moment, and then he says, Forboden, I think perhaps it is time for us to have faith and understand that we are where we are for a purpose. Rin himself guides us. I believe that our contact will find us before anything truly bad can happen to us out here. Hmm, okay. Options here. I feel like I could stay kind of where we are and try to, like, be in the proximity of the fort. Man, this is not an easy thing to, to think about doing here. Okay, so thought process is if the marked catch us, all these people are most likely guaranteed to go back to Orion. Am I kind of correct in that assumption? Under normal circumstances, yes. However, they have now associated with you, a dragon, and these marked would not necessarily know that you have a special relationship with Yindra, so they may just kill all of you. Yeah, that is a legitimate concern. Okay, 
I would say that your experience with the marked, you might be able to take a couple of them in your dragon form, but with how many you've seen, you would be struggling to survive, and all of these people with you are going to die if you did end up getting into a fight with them. Yeah, that was my that's my thinking with knowing about the the marked I know of them, but then also most recently in Silver Ridge when they came in, like they were pretty much on guard and trigger happy, even in a pretty kind of safe conversational setting. They seemed like they're, you know, kind of on on high alert all the time and have them be active looking for a dragon and all that. I think the there's no good option here, but I think the likelihood of getting captured and all of us killed with the marked is probably a lot higher. And I think we're going to take our chances in the wastes. All right. So um, you lead the group into the desert and this kind of draining sensation hits a plateau. You can feel it making you more tired and increasingly hungry and thirsty, but it doesn't continue to ramp up. It just stays at this certain level of draining your energy. So you continue to travel, and eventually, after some time, you get to this place where there are several hills around you, and there are a couple of large outcroppings of rock in between these hills in kind of a lower area. Normally, in a more regular desert, you might expect to find an oasis or some sort of greenery in this sort of a low spot, but it's just dry and empty here. Um, So as you're traveling through this desert, you get to this point and a couple of people sit down next to this rock, breathing heavily, and Moont comes over to you and he says, Verboden, it may be time for us to take a rest. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, We we should be careful on how much water we're allowing everybody to drink all at once. Uh, Has anybody had a chance to take a look and see what we have left? Well, each of us have what we have on us. He takes a water skin off of his belt and he holds it up. But to be honest, we weren't expecting to actually travel into the desert. We are certainly ill-prepared. Uh, we definitely are. Um, This is essentially an emergency situation here, but we need to do every decision we need make needs to be thought out and in the interest of our survival here. Well, that seems wise. Should I have the people not drink the water? Uh, we can. We just need to definitely ration what we have. All right. So Munt goes around and he spends a few moments talking to each one of the dragonkin. And as you're observing this, if you haven't already, you get a sense for why he's the leader of this little group. He spends a few moments with each person, and you can tell that there is just a genuine sense of care with each one of these dragonkin. You can tell that as he moves on from each person, they are a little brighter, a little more uplifted. He's talking to each person about the water, making sure that they understand they have to conserve what they have. But with each one of the children, he gives them a sip from his own water skin. 
And you can just tell from these interactions why they all look to him for leadership. All right, well, once everybody's had a chance to rest here momentarily, we should definitely keep uh, keep moving, I think. Time is definitely of the essence here. Okay, yes, let's go. So Moot gets everybody up and moving. So do you keep going? Yeah, I think we're going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a survival check because, yeah, I would like to know how straight of a path you are charting here through the desert. It's a plus one skill roll. That's a two total, but I'm thinking I might try to invoke my high concept here of the Forsaken Wanderer. Literally out here as a Forsaken Wanderer (laughs) in the desert. I mean, I think that makes about as much sense as it ever would. All right, so that was a four. You feel pretty confident that you are leading the group in a straight direction, unless you want to curve or go somewhere else. So yeah, I think a straight path makes the most sense with um, thinking that there's a scaled path contact that is potentially actively looking for us. Uh, So yeah, we're going to keep going straight. Are you trying to relatively follow the path of the railroad. Does the railroad cut through the Eyeless Wastes? It does. It does, okay. On kind of a straight path toward Ecton Falls. That Mm. doesn't necessarily have to be your destination. Correct. That's not where, you know, the haven is located or anything like that. But I think it's pretty reasonable to think that we can't find the haven without this scaled path contact, correct? You could try making a lore check to see if you would have any idea where to start looking. Okay. But um, the no, the dragonkin would not know where the haven is located. Right. Um, well, that's worth a roll. Let me well, let me see. Hey, that's a five. That's pretty good. Okay. This is really the first time you are hearing of the haven. You have had brief encounters probably in the past with the scaled path, but not in any sort of sense like this time where you're actually with a group of escaped slaves trying to travel along the scaled path. And in the previous times, you either weren't aware you were a dragon or weren't necessarily willing to reveal that information. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have the same kind of inner access that you're being given, you know, to this organization. But the rumors of a haven, a place where the dragon can, you know, can go for freedom and a place where supposedly dragons, you know, still exist is kind of one of those mythical legends that has been all but, you know, stamped out in the four nations by mm-hmm. Yendra and the marked, but it kind of exists as, you know, kind of like, you know, the fountain of youth or something like that sure. would be rumored. And, you know, so in the new frontier specifically, it's kind of got that same mentality. I would say with a five, you feel pretty confident that it's south. There is a portion of Rillian that you just haven't ever been to because mm-hmm. it's not settled, you know, kind of sticking off the south of the New Frontier, mm-hmm. that you would be familiar enough with maps to know that it's there. You've probably not really ever thought about it before because it's not settled. 
Sure. And um, hasn't felt important at the time. So, I, yeah, I think even just like you said, knowing the places where I have been, like I'm familiar with those and thinking of, well, if there's a hidden place, it's likely in that sort of direction. So maybe the thought could be, you know, maybe this the person who knows how to get us there to the haven, it would make sense to be somewhat on a similar trajectory from where we are towards that direction. So I think I would head us in that, that bearing. Okay. So you're going to, rather than following the railroad, you're going to head south. Correct. Okay. All right. So you spend pretty much the rest of the day taking them. And at some point, uh, actually, just do a quick survival check for me. Sure. I'm curious about something. Well, at some point, you all die. Uh, that's not great. That's a negative one. Okay. Then what I was about to say, you can Okay. The, the day passes and night starts to fall. It gets pretty dark and I assume by this point you're probably looking for a place to camp. Mm-hmm. Eventually you find a kind of sand and rock hill that there's a portion of it that's kind of been scooped out almost in the side of the hill. It's not necessarily a cave, but it's a little more secluded. You've kind of got a little bit of, you know, the hill on either side of you that you could probably camp there if you wanted to. Yeah, I think we can we can do that. What kind of camping environment are you going to allow? Oh man. So I think the the people other than like Moon, Drawer, myself, keep them pushed up as far into the embankment as possible. I don't think a fire would be worth having at this point. I think the risk is higher than any benefit that we would have and create a kind of a, a triangle of guards, essentially. So have someone who's able to view up over that mounted area, you know, and then kind of triangulate the three of us potentially for uh, for watching. If there are any other, you know, kind of able-bodied, maybe we can cycle them in and out. So a couple of us could get some rest. Um, that'd be the plan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there are other adults there i mean crim you know would be happy to watch nat would be willing to watch and then both amp and goat um would obviously be willing to watch they're the the blue scaled couple that has the Mm -hmm. the child and at some point as people are kind of settling down and Food is being broken out. Water's passed around a little bit. Amp would make his way over to you. And you, I don't think you've really had a conversation with Amp at this point. But he would make his way over to you and sit down, offer you some water. Oh, appreciate that. We've found ourselves in a bit of a pickle here, eh? Yeah, not an ideal situation at all, but we're going to do what we can and all work together and hopefully we'll, we'll make it out of here okay. Hopefully, yes, yes. Is, is that a bit of hesitation? Are, are you worried we won't make it out of here? Uh, well, I'll let you in a little secret by myself. Uh, I am a bit of a worrier, so uh, I'm not worried. There's probably a problem, so just staying focused and looking at the task ahead, which is uh, getting us through this, this safely. All right. Um, you know, I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'm, 
I understand that moont and drawer of their their faiths and they they can believe what they want but I've got a family here and I'm not really interested in waiting for divine providence when we need to take care of ourselves you understand yeah absolutely yeah that's very much how I operate as well he looks around a little bit and then lowers his voice and he reaches a hand out kind of towards you and you for a moment see a spark kind of shoot between his claws and then he puts his hand down he says this is not something I want to spread around you understand and what that might be is that you're uh, not sure of the plan or what you got going on there with your spark in your fingers I have some skills that are not typical of my kind things that I've learned and picked up in a lifetime of studying and watching those who can perform magic well uh, it's good to know about your abilities uh, did you say a, a lifetime of study I spent most of my youth as a servant and slave in a an academy of, of wizards, a place where they learn and learn to study magic and perform incredible feats. I've picked up some things here and there. Okay, well that's uh that's good. Uh, you happen to find any acting along the way in between uh, Orion and here, because that's a little bit of a limitation. That's an interesting point. It's not a limitation I share. Oh. Kind of perking up at this point. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, Hopefully you can understand why I would be hesitant for this to become known. I would not be sharing it with you if I did not think my family's life was in danger. Yeah. Of at least a couple organizations that might be interested in that, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the spirit in mind, but I would steer clear of them and that information. Yes, that is why I am on the run, if I am being honest. Hmm. <laughs> Did you uh, come from being with the spirit in mind? And is that what you're talking about? I was discovered, and it was either be their lab rat or get my family out. Well, uh, I feel like you made the right choice. Your secret's safe with me. I've uh, been through a lot in my years. Some of these powers that be here are our friends, so glad you shared and know that you can trust me. I appreciate that, but I share for a specific reason. He kind of, you know, scoops a little bit of a hole in the sand, you know, kind of a depression, and focuses his hand over it, and seems like he's putting a lot of effort into this and then water starts to fill up this hole holding it kind of straining for a moment and then ah, he lets it go and the water just is almost instantly you know soaks into the sand mm -hmm. oh, well that's a that's a helpful start uh, water is important here so yeah that's that's great any uh any other magical abilities that are gonna help us with our survival well, i cannot make food if that is what you're asking but I have a few tricks in combat that 
could come into play if we find anything that we could kill and eat. Yeah, well, that's that's good to know. Uh, thank you, Amp. Please try not to get us killed out here. Yeah, I'll do my best. Well, that is all any of us can do. Okay, well, he stands up and kind of brushes the sand off of his uh, his legs. Thank you again, and I let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah, absolutely. He goes back over to his family. Cool, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. So the night, you know, kind of begins. People are bedding down. Watches are starting. And you begin to hear this. There aren't the normal desert sounds. You know, you don't hear necessarily the moving of animals or anything like that. You know, you don't hear any bugs. You don't hear anything like that. There's a pretty heavy wind that starts to kick up. And then you feel like you kind of look to the side. You feel like you heard something scraping. Then a few moments later, it sounds like a rock gets kicked. Okay, so definitely on high alert here. Um, I'll kind of look over at over Olsen's, uh on guard. Like, hey, I'm not towards that direction. Um, I think right now it would probably be still, you know, decently early. You said that it would, you know, you would kind of set up drawer and so I'd say it would be drawer at this point. Okay. He, he stands up and as he has this one of the shotguns, mm-hmm. he points it in that direction and kind of gives you a look. What's going on? Yeah, I'll just uh, kind of give him the signals. I'm going to, you know, like two fingers of the eyes, point over to look, and then pointing at the um, my ears to listen. And I'll keep looking in that direction as well, and I'll have um, a shotgun up at the ready as well. A few moments pass. You don't hear anything. And then in the other direction, you hear... Sounds like some metallic clinking. Is this like completely opposite of the camp, like, or what direction is it from? Yeah, kind of. You know, if you have the camp at your back, and you know you've got you're kind of sitting in this depression in the hill, kind of heard it from from the right, and then heard it from the left. So potentially on the other side of the hill, maybe just out in the desert, you're kind of hearing things from two different directions. Okay. Uh, for right now, if I'm just hearing it, I'm just going to keep watching. Okay. Um, let's get a roll. Maybe... What am I... I mean, there's like an intuition, which is part of will. Just, just kind of getting a feel for what's happening. Kind of an idea of, you know, looking and trying to spot anything. I guess it might be investigating. Yeah, I would investigate, because it's like observation, yeah. covering things. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's get an investigate check. Okay, I'm trying to think if I want to take that as another another skill. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to take investigate as a uh, do it as an average skill. Total of zero. Okay, you begin to hear these noises coming more regularly. Hearing them from the right, from the left, and you begin hearing them kind of out in front of you. Do these seem like distant noises, or...? They started out that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Seems like they're coming closer. Okay, if I feel like they're in multiple areas, all sounding like they're coming closer, I'm going to start backing up towards the group, 
look over a drawer and be like, give him the sign of, hey, we need to go. So I'll start going to all the rest of the group, getting it up and around, and then we're to kind of head up and over this berm and try to start making a making a move out of here. Okay. Are you leading the group or at the back? Uh, I'm going to stay at the back. So I'm going to put myself in between the sounds and the group. I'll see if drawer can be in the front. Okay. So he starts to lead the group out of, you know, this kind of area up and over. And you're kind of trying to watch in every direction out kind of in the desert in front of you're now going the opposite way but in front you suddenly see a large shape in the dark these two glowing green points of light suddenly appear like eyes how close are these eyes probably maybe a hundred feet away there's no point in being quiet here so I'm gonna yell uh, over to to drawer and obviously so the whole group can hear everybody just run keep running follow drawer as they all start to run drawer suddenly stops points his shotgun and fires on the other side of the hill and everybody kind of screams and starts to rebound back towards you and uh, he yells out they're all around us and let's go ahead and start some combat here. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and set a couple of scene aspects. It's dark. Mm-hmm. And you have... I'm going to... We'll set three. We'll do dark. We'll go surrounded. Okay. And I'm going to say partial shelter. I'm not going to call it cover, but partial shelter. You do have this hill. Mm-hmm. It's still at your back and can kind of use it to some extent. Okay. These creatures have started to surround you, and now you can see this, you know, at least the one creature that you had identified starting to rush even closer towards you. You begin to kind of be able to pick out details. It looks like a large lizard. It's got these glowing green eyes large mouth looks kind of it's not like elongated it's kind of a uh, almost like a rock like appearance and I think you would probably pretty quickly recognize it as a basilisk okay and you would know you know kind of the things about a basilisk and probably that would trigger in your mind oh that's why it's called the eyeless wastes mm-hmm makes sense and And that's not good i'm gonna go ahead and set two aspects of these basilisks okay one of them tongue-in-cheek but it's look into my eyes okay and the other one is hungry hunters it's your turn with this information i'm going to yell back at everyone don't look at their eyes hide your faces and then i'm going to um kind of point up knowing where approximately it is and then look away so I'm not looking straight at it and fire. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make an attack roll. That is a three. Alright. It got a two. So you fire and you hear kind of this uh, 
almost like it sounds almost like the sound of rocks slamming against one another and I don't know if you take a, a peek or not it's up to you oh man I mean if it's big enough I can look at it without looking at its eyes right yeah okay yeah I'll, I'll take a peek okay uh, yeah it it looks like you hit it and it kind of got knocked back to the side so looks like you did a, a good amount of damage to it probably wasn't really expecting you to fight back so drawer went you went nobody else is really going to be able to make an attack right now these continue to swarm in and you can now see four others kind of looks like they've kind of surrounded in a circle around your hill and they are starting to rush in none of them are close enough to you to do anything but they're they're rushing at you probably the next turn they're okay. gonna get attacks on you so got it drawer is going to fire again so you uh, hear that happening over on the other side and you're up okay i think i'm going to um i'm gonna quickly yell to everyone we've got to move follow me and then my plan is to move towards the one that I've damaged and essentially like we're going to wedge ourselves sitting ducks if we stay here so I'm going to try to like get us out and through so as I'm moving towards it again I'm going to take another shot at the same one same one okay go ahead well, that's good uh, that is a four total nice it got a one so that's enough to kill it uh, so yeah you you fire again and you hear this thing kind of just tumble uh, and they you know if you were right up next to one it might be a little higher than knee high these things aren't massive you know they're not like not like it could eat you in you know a couple bites or anything mm-hmm. but there's enough of these things you know that it seems it's definitely dangerous here yeah You've successfully killed that one. You know, these others are kind of coming in, but it seems like everybody's following along behind you. Uh, As you're running, one of them is going to come up at your side, and it's trying to kind of like leap at your face to be able to, you Mm -hmm. know, get into your eyes. So it's going to make an attack against you. Okay. That is a one. Uh, I'm going to defend with physique, uh, kind of like putting my arm up, blocking it, so that would be a two. Okay. Yeah, so it leaps at you, and you just elbow it aside and keep running. You do hear another one is going to make an attack against the drawer. Okay. You hear a just kind of a grunt as there's an impact from back there. I assume you're just going to keep going. Did I notice anything beyond the one that I killed, or is it just stuff kind of out from the sides coming in towards us? Correct. Yeah. They had completely encircled this hill, expecting to kind of surprise you, but it's not like multiple layers of them or anything. Okay. If you can get past the the circle there, then they're going to be chasing you. Okay. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do then is I'm going to stop in that point. And kind of act as like that protective barrier and keep the people moving in that direction. And then once 
the last of them have gone through, then I'm going to fall back in with the rear and cover our, our run. Okay. You are up. Okay, so um, there's that one right there. I'm going to go to um, smack it with uh, the butt of the shotgun. Okay. That's a three total. Ooh, got a negative three, so... Sweet. Yeah, you jam it right into one of this thing's eyes, and there's almost like a bit of a explosive force to this thing's eye popping. It just falls limp. Sweet. So, yeah, the people continue to move past you. You can now see kind of off to the side. There's a, you know, a collection of probably three or four of them just rushing to you from one side. Kind of look behind the group. Another half dozen of these um, coming up from from the rear, continuing to sweep. There's another five or six coming from the other side. This is a fairly large hunting pack, Mm -hmm. and they're quickly approaching. Dror takes another shot at the one that he's been kind of engaged with and kicks it aside. It looks like it's dead, but they're converging pretty quickly. Okay. Does it look like he's starting to retreat as well, or is he just staying there like a dummy? No, he's been moving backwards kind of with the group, trying to now take the back of the group. Okay. Um, you can see Moont has a shotgun and is the next in line, but it doesn't really look like he knows what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't fired it yet. He's kind of trying to trying to shepherd everybody and make them move quicker. You do see Amp in the middle of the group. He's got one hand out. You can kind of see a slight blue sheen to his claws on his fingers, but he's moving with his family. It doesn't look like he's, at least at this point, planning to engage. Sure. But yeah, they're they're moving past you, and one of these, another one of these basilisks is going to rush up to you, and again, it's kind of trying to leap at your face, trying to get its gaze to yours. Okay. I'm rolling terribly. I'm rolling that is pretty, a one. I'm rolling pretty good. That's a three. Alright. Yeah, so it, uh, it leaps at you, and probably just misses uh, a second one is going to it's actually going to rush at your feet and try to knock you over you know that test roll before we started mm-hmm. with the actual dice has completely thrown things off yeah because i've rolled a negative two in like mm-hmm. four times in a row now yep all right uh so that's also a one uh that's a four all right yeah so these things are trying to get at you, mostly ignoring at least this little group that is coming at you from the side. Uh, you know, mostly ignoring everybody else. But Dror takes another shot at one of the ones following behind, and he's going to turn, and he kind of physically picks up Moont and Nat, who are at the back of the group, and just kind of rushes past you with them, and now everybody is past you. Okay. These basilets are swarming. You're probably about to be attacked by a good six or seven of these things if you stand where you are. Yeah, so I would start falling back as well with me. Did I succeed with style on that last one? Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think of maybe with, um, you know, knocking that one out of the way it's trying to attack me. Maybe it kind of lands on the other one, creating a little bit of a visual obstruction. Obviously, they know, like, approximately where I am, but, like, I'm going to just keep back. 
Yeah, so as we're, we're falling back, I start running kind of quickly with the group. I pull a couple more shells, pop the old ones out, put those in the chamber, cock a shotgun, and I'm going to take a shot at the closest one. Okay. Still trying to kind of avoid looking at it? or This is a pretty wild shot, so like I'm obviously running here, so I'm no. just aiming back, you know, kind of picturing that apex point, I think, where they'd all be trying to come into where we were. So I'm just I'm shooting at that direction of the group, essentially. Okay. As good of a roll, but still a two. Okay. Uh, it also got a two. So you fire, and it doesn't sound like you've hit anything. Okay. As these things kind of, you know, collect into a group and now are chasing you, you are suddenly hit by this almost like wave of mental lethargy. One of these things is using some sort of a mental attack against you. Is trying to essentially daze you. Okay. So would I most likely be defending with like will here? Yeah, I'd say that that would be a will defense. Okay. Man, I'm trying to think if I should take will as a skill here. Okay, so I think with filling out my sheet here, I'm going to go Will as my last average skill. Okay. So I'll give me the third mental stress box. Roll. And that's a total of one. Okay. I also got a one that is going to use a fate point, use its aspect, look into my eyes, and you know it is trying to get you to essentially turn and look at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add a plus two. So aspects we had, there was dark, surrounded. Yeah, the partial shelter's gone. Partial shelter's gone, right. And really surrounded is kind of gone at this point as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think dark really helps because they're fine. Maybe go with me here on... I'm a dragon, so while I'm still in an orc form, I still am a dragon, so I think it be tougher to mentally overpower me, so I'm gonna invoke that if that works. Yeah, okay. Okay. So you both get a three, that evens out, and uh, you are gonna be attacked by another one of these mental attacks. Alright, that's a three. Mm, it's only a one. You gotta get out of here. So I'm gonna invoke that aspect again. Okay. Uh, I'm a dragon. That's your last fate point, right? Well, he invoked it, right? So I would have gotten one from that, and I spent one on the same turn, right? Or how's that work? We've gone back and forth on how we've done that. I think, for the sake of you know not kind of just escalating fate points, mm-hmm. I think we should have it. You get it after the conflict. Okay, that works for me. So then, and that would be my last fate point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to keep rushing at you. And just from your current running, these things running after you, you do feel like they're probably a little faster than your group. Okay. You know, it's not that, like, they're going to rush up and, you know, surround you again. But if you're just going to keep running, you know, through the desert, they're going to be able to at least stay with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this may not be a very workable long-term solution. But right. it's what you have in, in the moment. Yeah. So, so you're up. Okay. I mean, while they may catch up, you know, potentially this might give, you know, if we 
take out enough of them on the way. Maybe we'll weaken them enough. I don't know. And who knows what the terrain change can do if that even happens. So um, I'll try taking another shot at the group that are coming after us. Okay. My rolls are starting to turn. Uh, that's a one total. Okay. As your group is running and these basilisks are chasing after you, you suddenly start to realize that the direction you are running towards is brightening. And you probably kind of look in that direction and you see a column of fire shoot up into the sky and it starts to sweep towards you. For a moment, I'm sure you're like, what the heck is going on? And then you see this figure in the middle of this column of fire and it rushes past your group and sweeps through this herd of basilisks, crisping all of them. And this figure, the fire kind of dissipates and it lands as it moves towards you. So now it's behind you. Are you going to stop running? Yeah, seeing how this guy's entered here and destroying those things, um, I'll stop and look up towards him. Um, You know, the darkness falls again as this figure puts out its arms and these balls of flame suddenly spring into existence in a rough semicircle stretching out around your group from this figure and these flames light up the night. This figure walks toward you and you can see him clearly now for the first time in the light from the flames. He looks like a human. He looks very old. He's bald. He has a long white bushy beard. He has these glazed white eyes like he's probably blind. Scars and old wounds etch their way across his face. But the most distinctive feature is that he has this tattooing pattern that looks like it starts at the back of his skull and sweeps across the top of his head and down his face. And it's in the uh, the appearance of scales that have been tattooed onto his face with these elongated eyes and an open mouth with large sharp teeth tattooed onto his human cheeks. It appears that he has tattooed his human face to try to look like a dragonkin. So this old man walks up to your group. He holds out his hands and he says, Welcome, seekers of the scaled path. I am the ancient father and I welcome you. Hey everybody, we hope you're enjoying season two. As always, we thrive on hearing from you and would love for you to join our Discord or support us on Patreon. Something else too, if you're uh, enjoying listening to us, uh, we ask that you uh, share it with somebody else who either plays or potentially is uh, new into getting into tabletop role-playing games. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please either get on Spotify, Apple, whatever uh, podcast service you use and leave us a review. 